airing the Addisons. Let me say this, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to be careful and make sure that in everything, man, we are trying to get as close to what the word says as possible. And we got to understand that with that type of wickedness, man, you know, God does not wink at that. That's judgment. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. And you don't have shades of truth. You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Whenever the, whenever the pillars of Christianity shall be overthrown, our present forms of government and all the blessings which flow from them will fall with them. Welcome to Airing the Addison's Alex McFarland here sitting in for Will and Mickey Addison. Very honored to do that. Great show, big show coming up. And we're glad you're listening to the American Family Radio Network. We've got a couple of really special guests in just a few moments. But um, you may be asking, why is Alex sitting in for Will and Mickey today? Well, uh, if you follow this show, you know they've been expecting a new arrival. And so I'm proud to announce and the ministry, AFA, we're so much rejoicing with them that Timothy Rand Addison was born yesterday, September 24th, 7 pounds, 9 ounces. Timothy Rand Addison uh, in the world 24 hours, and he, his name is already on the radio. And we thank God for Will and Miki, and they are just building a beautiful Christian family. And it's my honor. Brent Creeley called me this morning, and he said that Miki has uh, delivered her baby, and so could I sit in today? And I'm so very, very honored to do that. Uh, the number, we would love to hear from you in the show. It's 888 You know, I open up with that quote from Jedediah Morse. He was the, uh, he's been called the father of American geography. He was also the father of Samuel Morse that uh, was the inventor of Morse code. He said, if the pillars of Christianity be overthrown, then our form of government and all the blessings that flow from it will fall as well. You know, I really believe that's true. I've got a brand new book out called The Assault on America, How to Defend Our Country Before It's Too Late. And, you know, in fact, just moments ago, I was doing a radio interview about the book, and I'm so excited. Um, The Lord has opened some doors. I've been promoting this book, and I'll be on October 8th recording uh, with James Dobson, who is... uh, either in D.C. right now or en route to Washington, D.C. for the return and the the big prayer gatherings this weekend. If you're there, let me ask you this. If you're, maybe you're listening on the app or maybe you're in D.C., if you are in Washington for the prayer gathering, love to hear, you know, uh, what you you see, what you're experiencing right now. Give us a call, 888-589-8840. But here's the thing. The reason that I quote the the, uh, Jedediah Morse quote, about, you know, if Christianity be overthrown, our government and all the blessings that flow from it will fall as well. That is really true. The Word of God is is clear that righteousness lifts up and blesses a nation. And I wrote this book, The Assault on America, How to Defend Our Nation Before It's Too Late, because uh, I write about not only how the country was founded and what 
what philosophies, what beliefs, what convictions were in the hearts and minds of the founders as they won our independence from Great Britain, as they met, they prayed for a couple of weeks and wrote the Constitution that has stood now for 242 years. Now, for those that have bought my book, I want to say thank you. Um, A week ago today on Amazon.com, my book was number 1,740. That might not sound like much, but folks, there are a lot of books in print. Like in all of books, it was 1,740, and I give God all the glory. Um, Yeah, I didn't make any money on this book and, you know, don't want to. I wrote this book, which came out a week ago, because you must read it before the election. So much hangs, and now with the passing of Ruth Bader Ginsburg and the, the street fight, uh, President Trump has not even fully announced his nominee, uh, and it's in the news that, you know, he will tomorrow. But, uh, you know, already, because the makeup of the court is so con- consequential, uh, and because the next election is so consequential, uh, there's a fight. Big, why? What are the consequences? Well, just the nature of our country. Uh, we have religious freedom. We have freedom of speech. Things like this, you know, we take it for granted that we could always have Christian radio stations and, you know, enjoy uh, the broadcast and the ability. But do you realize right now, even as we broadcast this edition of Airing the Addisons, John MacArthur in California has been threatened with a six-month jail term if he doesn't stop holding his church services and preaching the gospel in public. Now, uh, John MacArthur, let me tell you, uh, I've listened to John MacArthur for 30 years. He's, uh, he's a godly man, but um, he's, he's a man I would imagine knows no fear except the fear of the Lord. And so we need to pray, folks. This is so consequential. That's why you need to be informed. You need to be registered, and you need to vote in your window to register and vote. If, you, if you're if you not registered, the window to do so is closing rapidly. I've got a, a colleague on the phone, Colonel Ray Moore, uh, great Christian leader, served our country, serving Almighty God. He's a conservative activist, and uh, there are a lot of things that he is— uh, very conversant on and literate on, one of them being education in America. But I wanted to have Colonel Moore on for just a few minutes and talk about voting. Welcome to the program, uh, Colonel Moore. Hey, thank you for having me, and congratulations on your new book, too. And I do pray and hope it'll get a wide distribution in the next um, month or so before the election. Well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, great encouragement. I appreciate that. And thank you for making time to be with us on the program. Uh, let me ask you something. Uh, Colonel Moore, did you see in the news that a number of mail-in ballots, and there have been you know months of discussion about the, uh, the possible dangers of, of vote harvesting mail-in ballots. I saw where a group of ballots that were from military people was found thrown in a dumpster. Did you happen to see that story yesterday? Yes, I did. Um, let me just initially get your impressions about this election. I do want to, I've got a Barna statistic I want to run by you, but um, why do you think this election is being called the most consequential election of our lifetime? Well, it, it probably because <clears throat> indeed it really is. I know uh, the president's been saying it's a, a unique election and U.S. U.S. history, and it 
really might be going back to the founding era and maybe during the Civil War era. There's been nothing quite like it because the uh, if the if President Trump gets reelected, we'll continue with this uh, good pro-Christian agenda that he has uh, implemented. And if, it, if he doesn't win, then we'll go rapidly in the opposite direction because the Democratic Party has just really been fully captured you know, by the left now. So it's pretty consequential. I think most Christians realize that, but periodically you come across uh, what I call low-information voters or in the evangelical world, and they somehow don't like uh, his tone. I keep hearing, oh, I don't like his tone. Well, what does that have to mm-hmm. do with anything? It's the policies that matter. And the fact that he uh, you know, I'm so glad 200, you're saying 200, that. 200 judges that are pro-life, pro-family, uh, is pretty remarkable. It's a unique, uh, you know, his uh, stamp on the judiciary is probably going to be his most lasting and important legacy. And we've yeah. got one coming up this probably next uh, month or so, which is sure. extremely important. He's got a chance to really flip the court, the high court, the Supreme Court has not been, it's sort of been 50-50, and we may actually have a chance to do something unique. The president uh, serves uh, one or two terms, but a Supreme Court justice is for life, and some of them serve 30 years. Sure, So this sure. is very consequential. And, uh, uh, let me ask you this, uh, Colonel Moore. Uh, Barna, you know, shortly after the 2016 election, um, George Barna wrote a book about the evangelical involvement in Trump's first term, Trump getting elected. But Barna, I've read different numbers, but, you know, the number I hear kicked around a lot is 25 million, 25 million voting age evangelical Christians are not even registered to vote. Now, now many, I think many more have been uh, registered since 2016. But with all the, I mean, religious freedom, the nature of marriage, morality, life, you know, school choice, international policy, our, our relationship with Israel, so many things that would be of interest to Christians. Why do you think at least 25 million evangelicals are not even registered to vote right now? Well, uh, I hope it's not that high, but I heard recently uh, from, uh, I think it's uh, Chad Conley's uh Faith wins. I'm not quite sure. I think you're going to have him on today, too. By the way, we will, yes. Because he's doing extremely important work right now. And I guess he'll explain that to you. But it probably is 12 to 15 million evangelicals not registered to vote. Now, you ask, why is that? I think we're coming out of a out of a hibernation, so to speak, in the last 15 or 20 years. Pietism really clings to us, our movement, like a bad odor. And, uh, like we got embedded body odor we can't get rid of. And mm-hmm. basically, pietism is a view of theology that only God is only concerned about uh, worship, evangelism, mission, prayer, uh, and he's not really concerned about government, politics, economics, those kinds of issues. And so Christians historically have just neglected them because, you know, they think God's not concerned about it, and by George, he is. <laughs> And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and so it's been a, it's a kind of an irresponsibility that sort of has been in our community uh, for evangelicals, and uh, we're just coming out of it. And the emergency of the crisis is part of the reason. I, you know, I love John MacArthur. I'll mention this. And I have followed him since seminary days, and I've got all of his commentaries. He's one of the best 
uh, conservative theologians in America, but if you know his history, he was sort of a pietist. He didn't urge Christians to get involved, not even to vote. But now that he's in a crisis, in an emergency himself, and all the churches in California are, he's taking a stand. And boy, I am happy for it. I watched him on Eric Metaxas show. It was just one of the boldest and best things I've seen. But somebody in California blog recently said if he'd been doing this 30 years ago, California would be the best they're in. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true, but this is the kind of problem that even some of our best theologians have held back, and now we're paying a terrible price. And so we've got a unique moment, and uh, you, uh, your listeners, I don't know how many have not registered, but they only have about a week and a half, maybe 10 days, to get registered before this election. Florida will shut down voter registration on October 5th. If you have not registered mm-hmm. to vote in Florida, for example you won't be able to vote in the November 3rd election. And that'll be pretty typical across all the states. And uh, Yeah, and, so and Florida incredible. is imperative, yeah. and I, I want to talk about that. I know we've got Jack from Texas on hold. Uh, Jack, uh, I'm going to go to our first call. And Jack, uh, quickly, if you could, we've got a break coming, but welcome. Hello, Jack. Jack, are you there? Okay. We're going to try to get Jack from... Okay, Jack, welcome. Turn your radio down, please. I don't have it on. Okay. Now, Uh, welcome. Thanks for holding. Oh, okay. Uh, I have a suggestion for an AFR bumper sticker. You know, Joe Biden... Now Trump calls Joe Biden a uh, sleepy Joe... Right. You know how uh, Biden uh, changes his stance on different policies and things as uh, according to the polls and all. And this is my suggestion for a bumper sticker. Sleepy okay, keep Joe it nice. Sleepy Joe blows with the polls. Well, well, hey, I hear that music. We got a break. Um, Colonel Ray Moore, hang tight. Uh, Jack from Texas, uh, thanks for that idea. You're listening to Airing the Addisons. Alex McFarland sitting in for Will and Mickey, who have a new arrival. We thank God for uh, the safe arrival of their baby. And we're talking about voting, the importance and the significance of this election. We've got a big show, Chad Connolly, with uh, he's canvassing the country right now, making sure that. People are registered to vote, and we're going to talk about why this is important, plus your calls and more. And again, we thank God that he answers prayer, and we thank God that the biggest prayer gathering of the year is being organized right now in our nation's capital. We'll talk about that and more. Stay tuned. AFR. It gives an impetus to share your faith when you think you've got answers to objections that you expect people to bring up. The American Family Studios video series, Intro to God's Revelation, featuring Dr. Richard Howe, shows how God has revealed Himself in nature and His Word, and how we can rightly understand what God has said. These truths are just a part and parcel of the Christian life. It isn't just for the professional clergy. Learn the fundamentals of how to approach and understand the Bible in an age of skepticism. This six-week video curriculum is perfect for your Sunday school class or study group, and it can prepare you to give a defense of God's Word and how He speaks to us in nature. Knowing whether and how 
God communicates is a safeguard against false claims about God communicating. Intro to God's Revelation, DVDs and workbook are available for purchase at afastore.net or call 877-927-4917. What would it be like if every person knew that they were created in the image of God? After two years in the making, American Family Studios proudly presents In His Image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality. There are only two sexes, male or female. If you're conceived with a Y chromosome, you will develop into a male. In His Image is a documentary featuring life-changing testimonies of former LGBT individuals. In my most formative years of development of sexuality, I went through a brutal time of uh, sexual distortion, molestation. Visit InHisImage.movie to register for a free sneak preview. Well, everybody, welcome to this unboxing video as we unrocked my hormone blockers. In His Image from American Family Studios is coming soon. Visit InHisImage.movie. You're made in the image of God. The following is not an actor, but a real life story from Trinity Debt Management. I was finishing undergrad and got credit cards because I couldn't work full time. So that started the credit card journey for me. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. And then when I got married, we combined our credit card debt and it became impossible to pay off on our own. At that point, I was like, I don't know where to turn. And then I found Trinity. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. I initially was scared to call, and immediately I felt relief. I mean, in a matter of three years, we've already paid down $20,000 in credit card debt, which is huge. Call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. That's 1-800-788-1813. Yeah. When you lead the way, there's not a thing that can come in between us. Giving me faith so Welcome back to the American Family Radio Network. Alex McFarland, so glad you're listening. Hope you're praying for America. You, you know, uh, it's been my privilege to um, help out a little church in Greensboro, North Carolina during the COVID. They didn't have a pastor, and I had 35 speaking events that kind of disappeared with COVID. But if you're in the Greensboro area tomorrow from 9 a.m. to 2 uh, at Good Shepherd Church, we're going to be streaming all of the prayer events, Franklin Graham and everything going on in D.C., and we've opened up our sanctuary for uh, prayer. And so if you happen to be in the Greensboro area, uh, Good Shepherd Church of Greensboro is uh, the Facebook page and the website, and we're going to be praying. We're going to be joining with thousands and thousands and probably millions of people uh, praying for America. And I'm talking with Colonel Ray Moore about why that's important. Hey, um, Ray, before the break, uh, I was talking with you about a Ginsburg seat. And, you know, in my book, uh, The Assault on America, even though it was written, you know, about a month and a half ago and just came out a week ago, but we talked about Ginsburg's seat, and I predicted, I said it would be an absolute street fight when it came time for uh, the confirmation of her replacement. And uh, 
So let me ask you this. Whether it's throwing mail-in ballots in a dumpster, whether it's maligning and going after, you know, Russian collusion that doesn't exist, or whether it's, you know, fighting and threatening and stonewalling about filling justices, why, why are those on the left, you know, making American politics into blood sport like they are? I think because they're Marxists with a little M, so they really hate uh, our, our foundation principles. They hate our country, and they're revolutionaries. And, you, and a lot of Christians can't get their mind around that. They're, they're really Bolsheviks. And if you know any hi- history of that movement in Russia, they just you know wasted their culture. They, they massacred 100,000 Orthodox Greeks when they took over. So we're facing un- unprecedented violence if, if, uh, if the left wins this election. So this is really a, not just a election about good policies, but it's a survival election. It's a, it's a personal survival election for sure. some people. And, and, you know, it really, I mean, look at all the riots and the vandalism and all that we've witnessed for months on end this summer. I mean, it, it's not dialogue. It's not being reasonable, moral, even constitutional. I mean, the left, and, and look, they have tethered themselves to socialism, Marxism. I mean, it is a slash-and-burn mentality they have, isn't it? It's either, either we have power or we will burn the house down. Isn't yeah, that their they, mindset? Yeah, they believe in what they're doing, and they see a violent revolution as a way to bring it about. So most Christians and conservatives, they, just, they don't believe. They say things like, well, don't they know what they're doing? Well, yes, they know what they're doing. Wake up, Christian. It's planned. <laughs> So, so, so what, um, what, do you, what do you say to the Christians? And I mean, I, I talk with people like this every week, and I love them, and I love, I love all of the church, and I love this nation. But so many Christians have said, you know, yeah, I, I, Trump is—he's so abrasive. I, I just—I'm not going to vote for him. I just—I just don't like him, so I'm not going to vote. Whoa. They have to. Uh, well, honestly, the confrontational approach that he's used has really been good in some ways, because it smoked out the deep state and the fake news. But the thing that a Christian should vote on is his policies. And he's been the most uh, friendly president of the Christianity probably in our lifetime since Reagan. And in many ways, he's a better president than Reagan. And we did not expect this. Uh, we, we, we got an unusual blessing here. And uh, so his, his temperament that a lot of Christians don't like, because they're kind of you know, timid people is a group, is a problem for some, but they're going to have to overcome it and, and support him because he's, his policies are good. And, uh, and and the alternative is a disaster. And we do have a lot of never-Trump uh, Christians out there, and it, it, they're very very baffling to see. I call them low-information voters. They just don't know anything. <laughs> well, yeah. And, I mean, I mean, think about it, folks. Look, would you rather have— uh, some say abrasive, but uh, an abrasive man of truth or a slick, smooth-talking man of lies. Yeah. And, well, and, he's a leader. He's kind of the, like a throwback to the medieval period when the kings were the best soldiers in the army, and they went out and fought on the front lines with the troops, kind of like Braveheart. You may remember that movie. And, oh, of uh, course. And uh, the king had the biggest horse and the biggest sword, and he was a head and shoulders taller than his men, and he was a he was a warrior. Yeah. And Trump is that kind of a leader. We've not seen that kind of a leader in you 
decades. It's a very unusual situation. And he, well, uh, he's fearless yeah. and not backing down, and he's, he's getting ready to make a very important uh, nomination to the Supreme Court tomorrow, and I've heard that it's likely to be Barrett. We don't yeah. know yet because he's not revealed it, but it's, she's probably the leader, and she would be the best one uh, of the right. three, three mentioned. Uh, briefly, we're, we're going to have to change gears here, but I want to ask you this, because with um, 2020 and all the quarantines and COVID and, you know, hundreds of thousands of families have been added to the ranks of those who now homeschool. Um, give us your because I know you've really been you were the voice for homeschooling uh-huh. decades before anybody else maybe had gotten on the bandwagon or even heard the phrase. Um what, what's your take on how 2020 will impact the movement for homeschooling, Ray? Well, if, if the Democrats come in, they will begin to harass our organizations like they did under Obama, and some people may end up going to jail, and we'll be kind of in a survival mode trying to fight to stay in existence. But if, if, the, if Trump comes in, we'll have four more years of freedom and liberty and being able to grow our movement. So it is important for the Christian school, homeschool movement that he wins. But just before we go off, it's important for your audience to register to vote, and they probably can only do it this next week. Um, mm-hmm. Again, we don't know how many, 12 to 15 million maybe, or even are not registered. And it's the height of irresponsibility, in my thinking, to not be registered to vote, because if you can't, if you're not registered, you can't participate at the most basic level of government. And we are, we're stewards of our government. We're stewards of our country. And we really pi- are. Pietism has got to go, and it's got to go fast. And praise the Lord, so many people are waking up now and doing the right thing. God bless you, Colonel Ray Moore. What, what a great friend and colleague in ministry. Thanks for being on with us. Thank you, you know, I'm going to change gears right now. We're very fortunate to have somebody on the line right now that, um, boy, this is a busy, busy man for God and country. You know, we had uh, kind of played phone tag, and I, I, it was so funny. Folk, true story. I was praying. This was, I don't know, seven, eight years ago. And I said, you know, Lord, I really need to connect with Chad Connolly and um, he's called me. I've called him. I just have this gut feeling I need to know this this man. So, Lord, help me find him. So I'm sitting on a plane. I don't remember where it was. And there was a vacant seat. A guy sits down beside me on this plane, and it was Chad Connolly. And um, he's been uh, the leader of faith engagement for the Republican Party. He's part of something. If I if I have it right, it's faithwins.us. I think that's the website. And he's out there encouraging people, especially people of faith, to support their country by voting. Chad, are you there, my friend? I am here, brother. And Alex, it is great to talk to you. And I wondered if you remember that story because I have been <laughs> yes. hearing from other brothers like Tony Dean, man, you and Alex ought to meet. And sure enough, I did. I plopped right down beside you and said, you like Alex McFarland. You like Chad Conley. You're right. God puts us together. And, man, I appreciate Colonel Moore and all he's done. And what a crucial time for our nation. You know what? Oh, it is. It is. And I know you are phenomenally busy. Are, are you in Washington right now, Chad? No, actually, I'm in Virginia. This is my seventh state where I've done pastor meetings in five days this week. This is, I just spoke to about, I don't know, 75 or 80 pastors in mid-state Virginia. I'll speak again tonight, and I'll finally fly home. Uh, Alex, I've been in front of just around 500 different pastors 
in seven states, including Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, even did a meeting in northeastern Illinois, Wisconsin, Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania, now Virginia. Uh, so I'm not in D.C. and I'm not home. I've been gone all week, and this is our uh, 14th stop in five days. So we've been we've been hitting hard, brother. Uh, okay, and what are you in front of pastors to communicate, Chad? You know, basically, they've got to maximize the Christian vote, Alex. Um, this is the most crucial election, and I was listening to you and Colonel Moore talk, and listen, I don't understand how anybody—I I get it. People don't like personality, but they don't, ought to never vote on personality or person or even party. They ought to vote on principles and policies, but if they like riots and rubble, then it's pretty easy to know who to put in. If they want law and order and godliness instead of lawlessness, then it's pretty clear who to vote in. And this, we're going to get another Supreme Court nominee tomorrow. And, boy, any Christian ought to love the kind of judges, the pro-life policies, moving the embassy to Jerusalem, the tax cuts, the economy this president has done. It's unbelievable. But if they don't register to vote, Alex, they can't vote. If they don't vote, they don't have a voice. So my message to these pastors is have 100 percent of your church registered and voting biblical values this fall. Uh, exactly. You, you may have seen this. Speaking of the economy, and folks, if you're tuning in, this is uh, Alex McFarland sitting in for Will and Mickey Addison, the American Family Radio Network. Uh, even with all the quarantines and the COVID and the economy and people are not working their jobs, I just read a couple of weeks ago, Chad, August of 2020, the S&P 500, it was the best August in 30 years. Yep. Did you read that? I did, and I've been in these seven states, Alex, and I've been watching the economy, too, and I'm amazed at how great and resilient the American people are with all these far-left liberals, and now we know Marxists shutting down their economy, having uh, oppressive rules on, on churches, but not, not applying to casinos or Planned Parenthood or marijuana dispensaries. You see the disparity, and you realize they are trying to shut the economy down. They're trying to keep the economy down because they know what this president's tax cuts and regulation cuts have done. So this has been purposeful, what we're seeing now. They just can't make it add up. I've been to all these different states, and I'm amazed at how great the economy is doing despite their efforts to keep it down. Exactly. And, you know, you mentioned uh, moving the embassy, the American embassy, to Jerusalem, which had been promised really for three and a half decades, but Trump had the courage to do it. Um, Just think about this. I mean, the man has been opposed and obstructed and denigrated since before he was inaugurated. And, and look at all he's accomplished in spite of all the opposition. Can you imagine the country if, if he actually were allowed to be president? <laughs> well, and you know, what, what if we had an honest media, Alex? You and I have talked about this before. What if we had an honest media? You think about it. All we heard for two years from the media is Russia collusion. Well, now it turns out there was Russia collusion, but it was on the left, not on the Trump campaign. Man, all we heard from the media, Rod Rosenstein testifies there was no collusion. We knew it in 2017. How many Christians would have a bad, wouldn't have a bad feeling about the president if they were watching some news or getting some factual Christian information instead of buying what MSNBC and CNN are trying to sell? I mean, there's been so much negativity. They ought to check out Media Research Center that tracks what the media does and talks about the lies. Man, most of the mainstream media is all-in leftist. They don't. They want government control. They don't believe you ought to have freedom. And man, you look at these people that'll take a life 
They'll take a baby's life in a womb. They don't hesitate to take your liberty, and we've watched it for the last few months, maybe better than ever. Well, yeah, I, if, listen, if somebody would kill a baby, I wouldn't put anything past them. I, I, I mean, really, yeah. and, you know, I, I've said this, folks, the highest moral precept is the, the care and saving of human life. I mean, yeah. you know, w- people ask, how could it be that gay marriage was legislated? Now transgenderism is really viewed as an ethnicity. See, here's the thing. If you fail at the highest level of moral truth, human life, you're probably not going to stand very strong at lower levels of moral truth. Uh, We'll come back to that. And, folks, I talk about it in my book, The Assault on America, What We Must Do to Save Our Nation. But, Chad, I want to talk about your website and how you're getting people, people of faith, registered to vote. Give us your message to the American church in relation to this election just several weeks away. Well, of course, Alex, I had seen politics at the highest level. I got to be the first ever national director of faith engagement for either party with the GOP, and and I worked on this for a long time. And with my 501c3 Faith Wins, and you mentioned it, faithwins.us, I think we have as streamlined a way as it's ever been possible. We have a texting feature that we built, we we developed, nobody else did. And if they text this number, then i got to go to their text feature and text 76076, then go to the message line. So that's your number, 76076. In the message line, type Faith Wins. Now, you've got to put it together. Your autocorrect will try to make a space between faith and wins. You've got to eliminate the space. So 76076 is the number. In the, the, in the message line, put Faith Wins all together and hit Send. They will get a link back, Alex, with a link for all 50 states. All they got to do is scroll through. They hit that link. They go to their state. They can have every bit of voter registration information for all 50 states. They can sit in the pews. You know, I was telling this, these pastors just now, Bob McEwen said it, we were traveling this week. We don't have to storm the beaches in Normandy. We don't have to raise the flag at Iwo Jima. We're not being shot at. All we got to do is take about 60 seconds and make sure that everybody in our churches are registered to vote. It's really that simple. But 76076, faith wins. They'll get a link for all 50 states, Alex. And then they need to tell their cousins and aunts and uncles and friends and pastor buddies all over the country to make sure 100% of your church is registered to vote. Chad, can you stay through this break or do you have to run? No, yes, sir. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Hey, folks, Chad Connolly, we're going to open open up the phones. You might have a question for him or for myself. It's the American Family Radio Network airing the Addisons. We're talking about the vote, the election, and why your vote matters. Stay tuned. We're back after this brief break. Franklin Graham. This is a critical time in our country. Come pray with us at the Washington Prayer March 2020. I'm asking Christians to come, praying for this nation and its leaders, that God would guide and direct, and that God would have mercy on us as a nation. The Washington Prayer March 2020 with Franklin Graham, Saturday the 26th at noon Eastern, hosted by Sissy Graham Lynch and Governor Mike Huckabee. Watch it live at BillyGraham.org. BillyGraham.org. 
News with a Christian perspective. American Family News. Steve Jordahl reports. Dan Gaynor of Media Research Center says CNN has become a political network. Top-notch reporting. Open Doors has identified the countries where it is most dangerous and difficult to be a Christian. AFN's Bill Bumpus has more. As it has in the past several years, the report shows a dramatic increase in the persecution of Christians. Insightful coverage. American Family News. Eight Days of Hope is responding to the devastation of Hurricane Laura in and around Lake Charles, Louisiana, and volunteers are needed. Here's Eight Days of Hope President Steve Tiber. We're looking for people who just want to serve others. You know, you don't have to be super gifted. Every disaster gives an opportunity for a believer to share a glimpse of Jesus Christ. On a moment's notice, your life can change, and you don't know what to do, and all of a sudden you get a knock on your door, and there's a dozen volunteers that have come from all over the country and homeowners usually, uh, they just start to weep. They, they're so blown away that volunteers they don't even know would come to their house to help them. That's the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. Volunteers must be 18 or older. Food and lodging are provided, but bring your own bedding. Come be the hands and feet of Jesus in Lake Charles, Louisiana. Learn more and volunteer at 8daysofhope.com. That's 8daysofhope.com. You know, it's true. Difficult times have a way of focusing us. We have to think about what matters most when it comes to our spending, our health care. No doubt. This is why so many people are joining MediShare right now. MediShare is a trusted way to save up to 50% on your monthly health care costs. More than 400,000 people have already made the switch. It's pretty obvious why, too, especially now during this challenging season with health care costs and out-of-pocket expenses going up. MediShare can save you a lot of money. The typical family saves $500 a month. And MediShare is a Christian healthcare sharing ministry that's worked beautifully for 27 years. There are different options to choose from to fit your budget. I'll give you the number here in a second. And if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Maybe now is the perfect time to make the switch and start saving. Here you go. Call 833-44-BIBLE. That's 833-44-BIBLE. 833-44-BIBLE. Just give me Jesus. Welcome back to the American Family Radio Network. Alex McFarland here. Hey, I want to urge you, before the election, you've got to read my book, The Assault on America, How to Defend Our Nation Before It's Too Late. You know, it's my 18th book. I never promote my books. I really don't. This book I am brazenly promoting. Uh, I, I didn't make a penny. Don't want it. I wrote this book for God and Country. It's uh, published by Harrison House. Uh, and, folks, in this book, I talk about... Look, I know our home is in heaven, but I talk about what the left has planned. I've spoken or debated at 200 American universities, and believe me, I know the mindset of the socialist activist left. And I would plead with you to read this book, and you can find it at every Barnes & Noble in America. You can find it online. It's called The Assault on America. Uh, we're going to take some calls, and we've got on the phone Chad Connolly. Chad, um, you're out there helping people register to vote. I want to make a statement. I want your take on this, Chad. Um, Faithwins.us is his website. It's a great website. And uh, He's got this counter on there, 38 days, 21 hours, 42 minutes, 30 seconds to the election. 
Um, yep. Hey, would you? Is this a fair statement, uh, Chad Connolly, that uh, Donald Trump is the closest thing we're going to see in our lifetime to Winston Churchill? You know, you know Neville Bob Chamberlain McEwen and I were having that conversation. Yes, he's a disruptor. He doesn't do yeah. things the way the establishment likes. Some people on his own side, he's exposed them. I, I totally agree with you, one hundred percent. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I've I've taught history. I've taught God and government. Uh, I've taught, you know, the 20th century history. Um, before Hitler was defeated, you know, Neville Chamberlain very famously, Chamberlain said, you know, I just instinctively trust this guy. Um, he's a man I can do business with. And Churchill was denigrated in his own country. Uh, people just were sure so critical was. of Churchill. But, you know, one of the books that I, I just finished reading was How Churchill Saved Civilization. And, um, you know, very famously, Churchill said of World War II, never before have so many owed so much to so few, meaning the yeah. people that put their lives on the line to save the world. I honestly think, folks, that Donald Trump, you know, we, we needed a human wrecking ball in Washington. Yeah. So elaborate on this, Chad, you know, why, not only why Trump is such already a very significant figure on the landscape of American history and why this election in 38 days and 21 hours, why it is so important. Well, it's the most important election in our lifetimes. I've said that probably every election, but we've got a more energized, animated, and angry left than ever. You're right. Churchill was the guy who was pointing out Hitler's a problem. Hitler's a problem. There's Neville Chamberlain, the pacifist, wanting to go along to get along, flies over and gets Hitler's signature on a piece of paper. We don't want to go to war. And he comes back, there's peace in our time, and everybody mocked Winston. But, man, when it came down to it, they wanted a leader. They identified. They knew it had to be Churchill. They wanted him leading the ship. I, I do believe that's a lot like President Trump. He is a disruptor. He is somebody who's not been bought out or committed to the establishment on either side. The swamp in Washington is very real. I've experienced it firsthand. A lot of these political consultants didn't have their, their talons into Trump. He didn't need them. He was his own counsel. The guy's intuitive as he can be. He's cut regulations, which has made business go crazy. He had the greatest economy in the last 50 years in every demographic, Alex. And a lot of that was not just the tax cuts and the, taking the government burden off, but these regulations that he removed. And then you start looking at the, the social uh, uh, um, conservative things he's done, like the embassy to Jerusalem, like the pro-life uh, initiatives, like the conservative constitutional judges. The guy has redirected America. Man, if he gets four more years, we're going to have freedom. I'm telling you, we're going to have the greatest economic boom in the history of our nation. But if we go left and if we let somebody who's half asleep and clearly is not well, and he won't mm -hmm. be there long if he were elected, but Kamala Harris is a communist. She admitted she slept her way to the top. She has made it very clear what she would do to Christians, conservatives, the free market. Uh, you look around, I mean, somebody will bail out rioters and dis these destructive people. When she raises money for rioters and doesn't apologize, doesn't hold them accountable, you know exactly what they stand for and who they are. And shame on any Christian who would let something like a personality keep them from voting for somebody. They need to look at policies and principles and vote that way instead of on personality or being offended by how somebody talks. Winston Churchill was all about that, Alex. He offended a ton of people, but man, he was a leader, and he was a big part of saving Western civilization.
Uh, what did you think about the, the Freudian slip, you know, a week before last when Kamala Harris talked about, quote, a Harris presidency? And even Biden said Harris-Biden ticket. You know, what, what was your response to that, Chad? Well, everybody knows the guy's not well. They're putting a lid on his day at 930 and 10 o'clock, and it was a Freudian slip. They, but they know exactly what their plans are. There's absolutely no way. And you know what? I think it's a shame. I think it's elder abuse. The guy's clearly not on the top of his game. He's declining pretty rapidly, apparently. I think his wife and his kids, uh, man, they, they are culpable in this. They want it so badly. They want power so badly. They're willing to sacrifice that guy and humiliate him. They've already, they've already been told this isn't going to last long if you were elected. But look, Alex, I'm praying that godly people, listen, but the Barner Research Group says there are about 80 million people sitting in churches on Sunday. Only about 30 million vote. High watermark. That means that somewhere between 40 and 50 million people, by everybody's judgment, 40 and 50 million people sitting in church who profess Jesus as Lord do not vote. Man, if we just move that needle a little bit, Alex, we can shake the country. The left can't win if Christians come out and vote. And if you know what's going on in your school board, this gobbledygook they're teaching your kids, they're brainwashing them. When these little girls are out there yelling at black police officers and screaming nasty stuff at them, you know that their brains have been filled with such pollution and garbage and rubbish. This is a huge election, and we cannot let Kamala Harris and Joe Biden take leadership in this nation. And you're right. They slipped. They know it. They know that a Biden presidency would not last long because the guy is clearly not well, and anybody being honest would have to say that. Uh, if Bob from Louisiana is still on hold, I know, Bob, we've kept you on hold for a while. Uh, Bob, are you there? We're going to award you for holding on. Bob from Louisiana, are you there? Yes, yes. Thank you. Adam. Thank you for holding. Um, uh, welcome to American Family Radio and our guest, <clears throat> FaithWins.us leader Chad Connolly. Bob, what you got, my friend? Okay. I had originally called for another reason, but it was in relationship to this. It it had to do about the revival in the last days, okay? Now, in what you're talking about now, what uh what I see that the uh the pastors of churches have have emphasized the concept and, and rightfully so you know, Jesus Christ and him crucified and all that, but there has not been a correlation between uh the the Christianity that that uh goes forth in Christ and politics. If you look closely at scripture you see that Jesus was very political in his culture at at his time when he was on here on the earth. And it was not uh, emphasized in today. I'm a baby boomer, and you know, born in '48, and the the whole concept through the '50s was was a, a major thrust of of uh, you know, from if I might say, promoting Christ as should be. But there has been no correlation or. Um, uh, unifying of being involved in politics and a lot of pastors. Hey, let me jump in not... here for a second. Let me jump in here for a second. Hey, uh, by the way, uh, I, I agree. I, I do believe Jesus was involved in politics. And when he was engaging the Sanhedrin 
uh, the Pharisees. I mean, he really was engaging with the political leaders of that era. But, uh, Chad, speak to this for a minute. You, you know, sure. it's been said that the American Revolution, you know, part of the reason that the British fired on that church in Lexington, the shot heard around the world, was because the churches were places where soldiers were enrolled or conscripted for the Continental Army. So talk about the role that pastors have played in our nation and, and could play sure. again. Well, Mr. Bob, you're dead on correct. I mean, Jonas Clark's church in Lexington, I took my kids there and stood there, and you're right. That is exactly where the shot fired around the world took place in the church parking lot. We can't even fathom what he went through to take a stand. It's always been pastors who've led. Let's face it, the devil has gotten into some of our seminaries, y'all. Ooh, ooh, you don't want to just get involved in politics. It's really a Marxism. You know, we, there's no way we could have done that on purpose ourselves and said, we're going to take this out. They've forgotten that. We've got to be salt and light, maybe in some places that we don't think is very comfortable. The, talent, the story of the talents. You know, the last guy gets the one talent, he buries it, and he says, I knew you were a hard man. And the guy said, you're, you're wicked and slothful servant. He buried his talent. He got rid of it. How can anybody, a preacher of the gospel, turn away from admonition like that and ignore that their, their responsibility and obligation is to be involved in everything? You know, I dare tell you, go find a book of the Bible that doesn't deal with somebody, God's people, talking to, from, or about political leaders. It is throughout. But yet we've had this lily-livered liberal push uh, to turn a bunch of people into squishes. And instead of preaching the whole Word of God, they decided they're going to capitulate, and they're going to try to be inclusive, and they're going to make everybody feel good, and your best life now as opposed to, here's the truth. And so pastors need to lead now like never before, Bob. And if you go to our website, we've got tools for those pastors. We've got videos, how to, how to do voter registration. Most states, you got two Sundays, this one coming up and the next one to get people registered. Every church, every Bible-believing church in America needs to make sure that people are registered to vote, and they go vote. Uh, do you think Trump is going to win Florida? I do. I'll be, I'll be in Florida. I'm doing six meetings in Florida next week. I'll be with another, I don't know, probably a couple hundred pastors in Florida. I'll be all over the state. Look, I've been encouraged everywhere I've been. I've been with people on the ground. I've talked to people high up, and they say, well, the polls don't look good. The polls are under-polling our voters and conservatives. I've written polls, too. It's all about how you write them, you know, how you weight them. And if you weight them incorrectly in your modeling, you're not going to get an accurate number. These people weren't right in 2016 either, and I've told them that. I said, you guys told me it was going to go that way in 2016. I've been in 14 states since July 17th. Before this week, and we've been with a little over 500 pastors, like I said, um, maybe we're around 550 in seven states and 14 meetings. Um, so that's going to put me around 15, 1,600 pastors uh, since July 18th in person. I've asked them to share information, but I'm wow. telling you, the feel on the ground is uh, we better do something. The feel on the ground is now is the time to show up. I think God's given the church a chance to reemerge as a cultural force. The only thing we're not going to go out and paint streets and burn and loot and destroy and break windows. That's nonsense. We're not going to do that. Our only weapon is our ability. We got to pray. Yes, yes, yes. Pray, but do something, and that is get your people registered to vote and vote biblical values. Jesus ain't running, so we got to vote for the lesser of two evils, and we got to vote on policies and principles, not on people and not on uh, party, but on the. Hold that thought, that Chad. I, I, I want to get one more call in. I want to go to uh, yeah, Jeanette. Jeanette's been holding. Uh, hey, welcome to the program. 
If you don't mind, forgive me, but go quickly because time fleets away. Jeanette, what you got? Yes. I may have to call another time, uh, Alex, but tell Nikki and we are congratulations because I have a lot. But thank oh. you all. And you all. You're so blessed. You're such a blessing. Bye-bye. God bless you. Thank you, Thank Jeanette. You. Keep us in prayer. Will and Mickey had a new arrival as of yesterday. Timothy Rand Addison. But, you know, Chad, in the time we've got left, um, you know, folks, I want to encourage you. For one thing, go to his website. This is so important. And faithwins.us. Chad, I've known you a decade. You're doing such a great work. Um, if you could... Encourage people to pray. What What is your prayer for America at this time, Chad? I pray that truth be revealed and evil be exposed, Alex. That's been my prayer. I've been praying for the president, for the Supreme Court nominee, because they're going to get it's going to be ugly next week. And so I want I want the Midianites to be put to flight. Go back and read Judges. Go back and read what God did. This is His battle, not ours. You know we're not supposed to worry. We're supposed to give it to God. And so, Alex, I appreciate what you're doing. You've been a warrior in the fight, man. I'm proud to be in the trenches with you. But tell people to pray for truth to be revealed, evil to be exposed and destroyed and thwarted, and the enemy to be put to flight, just like what happened in Gideon's time, because God is able. Amen. That is wonderful. Give your website one more time, if you would, Chad. Faithwins.us. And don't forget, you can text to find out if you register to vote. If you move, if you turn 18. 76076, one word, faith to win. Hit send, you'll get the link for everything you need. God bless you. Thank you, Chad Connolly. This is Alex McFarland here. Folks, uh, a lot is at stake. And sure, you know, as a born-again believer, our home is in heaven. We know that. But as long as we are in this world, as long as we are in the land of the living, we have an obligation to be salt and light. And and Chad said it right. Look, uh, Jesus isn't running. Uh, it would be nice if he were. One day he will rule and reign, and uh, he'll be physically back here on planet Earth. But until then, we have to elect people that stand for truth, godliness, the Bible, religious freedom, life. That's that's the, hey, I'm a single-issue voter, life. Um, you're for abortion? I can't cast a vote for you. So, folks, we have a chance to reelect a pro-life president who's appointing pro-life judges. Pray for our country. Be informed, be registered, and vote. God bless you. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.